Kia ora and welcome to Jules from NZ, a podcast from a Kiwi chick, chocker with roleplay gaming chat and world lore of the most fantasy place ever, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Chur. Kia ora, tēnā koutou katoa and hello and welcome back to Jules from NZ. How are you all? Well, I am good, actually. Um, it's been a rough week or two um, for various reasons, and um, there's just been a lot going on, and things are hard to fit in, and, and days have been stressful with not a lot of break time for me. So um, it's, it's surprising that I'm still so good, <laughs> I guess. But um, I did have a lot of a lot of fun this week as well, um, which was nice. So I just wanted to share uh, this podcast episode where um, I've just got some call-ins. I've got an unboxing. Um, I want to tell you um, a little bit about um, running um, My Little Pony for a seven-year-old. And uh, I think that's about it, really. I I think so. Um and uh yeah, I I we're going to get started with the call-ins today. We're going to hear from uh Jason and Joey. Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast and Joey from Hindsightless. They're both calling in about the last episode and about the Wrath of the Righteous game that we're currently playing. So, yeah, take it away, lads. Hey Jules, Jason here. I'll try not to call every episode. Sorry to tie up your airwaves. But just want to let you know your diary was awesome. Very much enjoyed that. I'm really enjoying that game. I can't wait for our next session. You know, and the idea of spending a year, the next year, playing, you know, that game with with that group is just, it's groovy. It's awesome. As far as your other group, the five that are now three, you know, things change. But that, that is a shame. It sounds like they r- really were, you know, firing all, on all eight cylinders. It sounded like they were all working really well together. And from what you read from, you know, those Discord snippets, it sounds like a really awesome group. So if nothing else, the fact you were able to be part of that and, you know, run games for them should, you know, the memories are, are worth it alone, right? So anyhow, I will talk to you soon. Take care. Hey Jules, just got done listening to your latest episode and it was amazing. Having I'm having a rough ass day at work dealing with a bunch of stupid tech issues and that little break just brightened my day. Thank you for that. It was amazing. Uh yeah, and the game was also amazing. Thank you for being a player in it. It is a fantastic group and I can't wait for session 2, which will be on my birthday. Well, for you, the day after my birthday. But close enough. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that was awesome. Have a good one. Bye. Hey, me again. And just to make it clear, I really, really, really enjoyed your diary entry for the Wrath of the Righteous game. Thought it was awesome. And my favorite part about it, uh, besides it just being really good, uh, is it gives me a lot to work with. (laughs) Gives me a lot of ways to uh, interact with your character. (laughs) <laughs> so thank you for that bye 
trying really hard not to be worried about what Joey said about interact with my character. What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, I'm actually really excited about the game and the possibilities. I know Joey does a great job of um, weaving in backstories and I kind of look forward to seeing what happens to Poor Haven in the future. Um, but also talking about the past now, um, in the weekend just being my, my niece, uh, rang on, I think it was Friday, no, Saturday morning and was like, Hey, Auntie Jules, um, I think I should come over and you should come and pick me up and we can play it together and do some things together. Now my niece is seven, um, so she's still at the age where hanging out with me is cool. So I never want to say no. Um, unfortunately on Saturday I did have a lot of prep to do for um, Paul's birthday party. And his friends were coming over at like 12 and we were planning on doing like beer pong drinking games and stuff. Not exactly the sort of environment I want my uh, seven-year-old niece hanging out in. So um, I was like, hey, today doesn't work, darling, but maybe tomorrow I could, I could, we could hang out in the afternoon. We could um, do some craft projects, play some games, you know have some fun and she was like yes I think this is acceptable and then um her mum's like hey Isabella who are you talking to and that's when I learned that <laughs> she had completely done that off her own bat I thought she was calling because like you know Bridget um her mum my sister um had said that that was fine to call me and like I would probably want to hang out with her because facts I always want to hang out with her um uh, I thought that she would had totally, like, organized that to happen. She was there listening or whatever. Nope. She just kind of called me all on her own bet and had decided that we should hang out, um, which I love. I love, I love, I love. So, anyway, when she came over, I had purchased one of those. You see them everywhere, all over the various advertising on Facebook and stuff, those little gem diamond paintings or whatever. You put the little gems on the sticky pink and it and it makes a sparkly picture, right? So I found a bunch of those down at my local craft store that I visit all the time because it's my favorite uh, called Pete's Emporium uh, where I live in Parra. And um, they had these little kits, like mini versions of them for only $5. And I was like, look, she might be too young for this. It might not work. But if it's $5 I've spent and we get gems everywhere and we make a mess, meh, sounds like a good time to me and a great use of $5. So I bought one of those. We were doing that together. She's obsessed with flamingos. So I bought one that had a flamingo on it and she thought that was great. Um, and I put on some um, YouTube like nature videos of flamingos so we could look at flamingos and understand why. Because she was like, why isn't this one as pink like why is this one sort of pale colored and I was like oh well they're not all just bright pink like the cartoons would have them um they have lots of variation in color and she didn't believe me so we watched some nature videos and she was like oh my god they fly and so it turns out like she's just been watching like cartoon flamingos from somewhere uh she has no idea what real flamingos were or looked like so that was like a massive revelation uh it was really interesting anyway um once we'd done that, we played some imaginary kind of games. Um, we made uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, at my house. Uh, imaginary breakfast, lunch, and dinner, although it did involve real bowls and real spoons and the use of a real frying pan, just not any real food. Um, 
and uh, we babysat a soft toy dog for a while, or uh, at least Paul did while he was playing some PlayStation. And uh, we went out, which I assume is what she thinks of babysitting. Like you just dump somebody somewhere and then you go out and do the fun thing because that's what happens to her, I guess. <laughs> which is a funny way to look at it, isn't it? Um and then I suggested that we go upstairs and we have a look at the new Lego that I'd got in the office. And we went up and we were having a play with the Lego and she caught sight of the box of My Little Pony role play games. Now, I haven't introduced this to her kind of on purpose because the child cannot sit still for more than five minutes. And um, reading her a book is actually quite hard work. Unlike her brother, who loves just listening to stories and engaging with stories and questions around the stories and stuff, she will be like, yeah, that's all right. We've read one page. I'm good. Um, so I was like, role play games is not going to be her thing for a little bit right now, right? But I explained this to her and what it was and that it was a game and that you had to listen a little bit and then you could answer and tell me what you wanted to do and you could play as a pony and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, uh-huh, okay, yeah, all right, let's give it a go kind of thing. And I was like surprised. Um, but I was like, okay, A, I haven't played this game in this particular box that she wants because it's the starter kit. So I haven't actually played the starter kit game. So I have no idea what I'm opening, which is – not how I wanted to do that if I was going to introduce her to it. But, you know, we're rolling. We're rolling with it. And um, I opened up the book to find out that it essentially, this this particular adventure, The Dragon's Bounty, plays like a pick-a-path. So you read out the initial text and you have a map and you have your little standee, cardboard standees of your pony and stuff. But, um uh, there's choices at the bottom of the pages that uh, that guide you to flip through the book to get to the next page and stuff. So we actually got maybe like 12 choices through. Um, we'd at least heard of the dragon. She was giggling as the, the roars were being heard and she met Twilight Sparkle and stuff for the choices that she made. Um, and And she was like, okay, yeah, I'm done now. And I was like, I'll take that. Uh, I don't want to force her because I don't want her to hate role play games. I really would love to play games with her in the future. So she had a good enough time. Um, and plus her mum had turned up right at the end of that. And I think she was just like, oh, mum's here. We're done now. Um, so our bridge was like, oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. But I was like, nah, not your fault. It's fine. Um you know, you were coming over to pick up your child, which is kind of necessary. It just happened to be at that time. So um, I look forward to seeing if we pick that back up together again or if she wants, shows any interest in anything like that again. But I'm not going to force it at this point, not until she can sort of stay seated for a little bit longer than five minutes, I guess. But I um, I really enjoyed the concept of the, um, the My Little Pony Adventure. And I was talking to Joey about a silly idea that I thought I'd had. And he says, it's not silly. So uh, look out for that in an upcoming episode. Um, because I think I've talked enough. Because past Julia talked a lot uh, with the unboxing. So uh, I think we need to get to that 
or you guys are going to be listening to me talk for the next like few weeks in your car as you have to play my episode and then stop it and play it and then stop it. I know. I know how this goes. So um, I'll let past Julia with her crazy unboxing take it away. All right. So welcome to the next unboxing. Yes, this one is in a box, so we can definitely say it's an unboxing. Look at me, yeah, I'm so fancy, I've got all the tricks. Um, I walked into BD&D, which is now uh, not only uh, my favorite shop in the world, but seems to be my second home now, and everybody there knows me by name, and um, it's kind of hilarious. And I was talking to Nikki there, one of the owners, about how I probably am going to be running some Icewind Dale this weekend and I haven't run any Icewind Dale in a while and I'm kind of excited about getting back to it. Um, my home groups that have been on hiatus for a while, partially because of me and my stupid crazy life um, and not being able to find the time to get together and partially because of other people and their stupid crazy lives, you know, as it as it works. Everybody's busy and everybody's got stuff on. So um, yeah, it's just been a crazy time and finding game time has been hard, but uh, we think we might have scratched down a bit this weekend. So um, that would be very exciting and I'm hopeful that that's going to happen. So um, fingers crossed. Uh, anyway, I was talking to Nikki about Icewind Dale and she was like, oh, I didn't know you were playing that. I thought you were only playing Ghost of Saltmarsh. Now that I know that, you need to see this and you need to see this and you need to see these things. And she just kept handing me things. And honestly, if I'd bought everything she gave me, I probably would have spent like an easier thousand dollars. It was crazy how much stuff she pulled out. Um, it's kind of exciting though, like all the different possible things that I could get my hands on from that store. But I limited myself, I limited myself. Um, and one of them um, was a cardboard um, lodge. It's like a a generic The Lodge um, based in Icewind Dale. I guess the reason it's based in Icewind Dale is because it's got a bunch of snow and stuff all over the roofs. It's sort of building you could easily just pop down into um, a game and bingo bongo, you have Insta Lodge, I guess. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't help myself. It was only, it's only $29.95, um, so I thought that was a good deal, and I don't really have any terrain, honestly, so this is like a pretty good um, start to my terrain library. Well, I have a little bit. I've got the house I bought already, but this one's like a different one, so maybe I have two houses. Ooh, that's exciting. Okay, so anyway, I've already taken it out of the plastic because I thought the plastic would be kind of annoying. Um, it comes in a box, and then it's wrapped in plastic. Um, but I haven't done anything other than that. So we're going to build this thing together while I'm chatting to you on the phone. This could be on the phone. You know what I mean. I'm recording on my phone. Um, this could be a terrible idea and I may run out of things to say, but I guess we'll just see. I'm So the instructions are pretty basic. It's like one page of instructions and it just says assembly tips. Punch out building elements, match numbers, and follow images below to assemble. I mean, that seems pretty basic, right? So, um, and all the different steps, there's like one, two, and three steps. But then each of the steps has a million numbers over it, so it already looks more complicated than they're making it sound like. But glue and scissors are not required as in knife spec letters, so that's nice. Uh, because I didn't bring any, so that would have been a trip upstairs. Okay, okay, well, I'm going to do the first thing they said. Punch out building elements. 
I don't know if I'm punching out the right thing because I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I'm on page one <laughs> and it said page one. Oh my God. Oh, okay. The numbers are on the back. Okay. We're already winning, guys. We're doing well. Uh, the numbers are on the back. Okay, so that is piece number 24. Why would you start with piece number 24? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, so now I'm looking for piece number 15. Anyway, so I was at work today, um, and uh, I've been having some um, some time with my work. Uh, that's me trying to say in a nice way that I've been struggling with my work lately. Um, and um, I've sort of had to talk to the, the dreaded, the scary HR. Well, it turns out HR at uh, the place where I work is lovely. She's a great lady. So that was a really nice chat. Um, I look forward to seeing what happens next. I'm not gonna talk about it in detail because I really don't think that that's the sort of thing I want to talk about on this podcast, but I do bring it up because um, talking to HR can seem scary, but it shouldn't be, I guess. And I think we should do it when we need to. And I'm proud of myself for doing it. It's kind of a big thing uh, today in my life. And yeah, um, what else is happening lately? Oh my goodness, so many games. Okay, so um, I know you know I'm playing Wrath of the Righteous with Joey. There's no uh, diary um, episode today because we haven't slept. Uh, that's just the truth of the matter. We have not slept. So um, I figure she's going to write her diary entry when she sort of wakes up in the morning. That makes sense to me. Um, and she hasn't done that yet. So we were... Um, nearly there uh, and I probably need to because we had a big fight uh, I haven't listened to anybody's episodes but I bet you either Joey or Jason has talked about it in great detail so you should head over to their pop oh okay there's number eight okay this is already not like I think they must have put these pieces um, in order of like what they could fit on the cardboard because it's really not intuitive in terms of what piece goes where and also what the hell is that? Ten. Okay, so this is eight. Yes, this is seven. I don't know where seven goes, guys. Okay, does is it is it that? Yeah, this is this is great already. Anyway, okay. Um Yeah, so Wrath of the Righteous is is still going strong and craziness. We're actually playing two weeks in a row this week, which is kinda cool actually, you know. It's not um in fortnightly games, it's not very often I can play two weeks in a row usually I've got to kind of rearrange my entire life around that um but oh okay so here's a thing that they did 
that I've only just noticed. There's these tiny wee little numbers next to each of the tabs that goes into something. And it looks like each of the tabs kind of line up with the numbers. See, that's 24, and that says 24. And that's 20, it says 25, and that says 25. Okay, okay, look, we're learning together. This is what the important thing is. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty excited. Last week was Joey's birthday, and that was kind of cool. We all turned up with, like, alcohol, ready to party. Very ready to party. It was a good time. Um, okay. Eight, nine, ten, and seven. Looks like I'm on to the next piece. That's exciting. I don't know what this is. It looks like it might be an upper floor with like stairs going down to like another floor maybe. I don't know how it connects to anything. It's not very intuitive. Um, okay. Um, and I've, I've obviously still been playing my all of my Icewind Dale. Um, Icewind Dale. Um, this is what happens when I'm trying to do too many things at once. Um, my Ghost of Saltmarsh games, they're still going strong. They're really cool. I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. Oh my god, the last game was a crack up uh, on last night. Um, they've been doing side questy type stuff because um, they weren't... Mm, I sort of said to them that they weren't at a high enough level to risk going to the next piece now. <sighs> I did kind of deliberate whether to say that, you know, like whether you be that honest, like, oh, you're not a high enough level, you might die, um, or whether I just let them go tackle it and maybe die. <laughs> Like, um, I don't know uh, which way around is the right way around to do that. But um, I decided to kind of give them a heads up, I think, in the end. And I don't regret that because I think in the next chapter, it's, yes, it's going to be a little easier for them. But I'm not going to have to worry about having to scale back things and take away monsters and stuff because, you know, the CR of the combat's too high. Um yeah, that's it, that sort of stuff just gets annoying after a while. So I just decided to not, I guess. God, this is, okay, so this is, yeah, I thought I had it sorted with the whole 31, 32 thing, but now I'm not sure. Okay, yes, that looks like the picture. Okay, we're good. All right. And that goes on here somehow. Okay. Um, so anyway, so because I told them that they weren't like high enough level, we've been doing side quests. And while Ghost of Saltmash is amazing at um, giving you a bunch of material as to where the side quests could come from, like they sort of generically explain them to you and have ideas about what they might look like and stuff. Um, there's not a lot of detail in the books about how they work. Um, so you do have to do a lot of that yourself, which is not a problem. Experienced DMs know we always have to, you know, create this stuff 
um, uh, I mean, a bunch of you doing homebrews have had to create maps and, and monsters and encounters and all of that from scratch all the time because that's just your life. So I'm not not complaining about that before you go, you complaining about that, Jules, making stuff, oh, your published, pre-published material. Um, no, I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying it doesn't. So you do have to, those are the times where you get creative. Um, I dropped a bunch of hints in front of them, basically just to see what they might be interested in, like which one was going to strike their fancy, um, which thing were they going to go for. And um, they decided to, that the mines sounded fun. Uh, there was a posting and one of the local town boards basically just saying like, um, can you please head over to the, um, the mining headquarters because, um, uh, there's been some trouble in the mines and they need your help essentially. Um, and there's the best thing that Ghost of Saltmarsh does, even though it doesn't come up with a bunch of the encounters for you is it does have a bunch of rolling, rolling, random tables, um, to roll on. So if you want to use random tables to come up with your various uh, encounters, you can, which is kind of cool. I like that they've given me that. So I feel like I don't have to start from nowhere. I have like a wee bit of help with that, um, which is nice. So um, uh, they rolled troglodytes in the mines. And so I found some maps that kind of worked for mines, made something that sort of worked a little bit as well, and then filled it with a bunch of bats and rats and swarms of spiders and troglodytes. Um, and it was it was a really fun uh, side quest encounter. I. Uh, made some NPCs for them to go talk to for the, um, the, uh, you know, talking and starting the mission. Oh my God. This is really hard to talk and do things. I don't know how chefs do it when they're making like cook videos. Like right now I'm trying to put four little pieces that I think are making stairs into four tiny slots simultaneously and they really just you know what they do not want to go in there simultaneously it's like one pops in one pops out oh my god just just come on come on man you can do it I believe in you oh my, oh my god I'm still on like step one like I, I have lots of pieces in but I'm still on step one of three steps this, this could go forever um yeah so they so they went into the mines and I said that there was like a mine cart at the top, but they've abandoned it because of this troglodyte infestation. Like they don't want to, um, oh my God, have I done this the wrong way? I have fully done this the wrong way. Oh my God, guys, seriously, pay attention, Julia. Um, the, I put the writing on the wrong side, I think. It's supposed to, the flaps are supposed to fold outwards and that means the writing needs to be on the inside. That makes sense, right? It makes sense. Um, um, yeah, so they, they went and um, uh, talked to this guy 
and there's some minecarts and they didn't ride the minecarts all the way down. I really thought they would. You know, like, hello, my players, I've got a minecart for you that you can sit in and ride all the way to the bottom if you want to. They didn't, um, they wanted to walk down the track and sort of fight everything on the way down. Fun. I mean, it does make sense. I, we, we had this encounter because they weren't high enough level yet, so they probably wanted to get to the point where they were high enough level, right? Like, it makes sense. I get it. Um, so, um, they walked down, they got attacked by bloody everything on the way down. Um, it was good fun. They rolled really well. They were doing really well. They weren't even really being hurt. And then they get right to the bottom. Well, no, <laughs> I missed a giant step. They get to the second level and one of them decides to do, and I f forget which spell it was because it was a couple of sessions ago, um, something essentially like a thunder wave though, something akin to a thunder wave, um, but it was wind. I'm not very good with spells. I don't know what that is, but I bet you someone can tell me what that is just from that description. Basically, everybody had to roll a save that was standing in the path because they didn't, I'm on step two, by the way, Woo. Um, they didn't point it in a way that would avoid the other players. They deliberately pointed it in a way that would get the other players. Pointing towards the center of this minecart track, which is in the middle of a mine that sort of tunnels downwards, um, which is just a gaping hole. Uh, and they pointed the spell at them and therefore meaning that half their party had to roll saves as well as the monsters before they were flung out into the blackness and fell. They didn't know because their um, dark vision wasn't picking it up. So um, no, the character with dark vision was picking up mostly, could kind of see the bottom, but was hard to judge what the distance was. I think that's how I played it. Um, and, um, yeah, so everybody was a bit, a bit mad at him um, because two people failed their saves and got bludgeoning damage as they fell because uh, nobody's got, like, uh, feather fall or anything like that. Um, so they just slammed into the bottom. It was pretty funny, actually. And then people found ways of avoiding going down the minecart track. I guess by that point they'd realized that there was just a bunch of rats and spiders and stuff. Um, they wanted to get to the main meat of it at the bottom. It wasn't even that much further down. They could have literally role-played that, but, you know, that's players for you. Um, uh, they all found different ways of getting down. So ropes and spells and fun. Um, and then they got down to the bottom, and I had more than just some standard troglodytes for them because they wanted XP, right? You want XP, you get XP. But how do you get XP? You have to get XP by doing some serious fighting, right? You know, you can't just give it to them for nothing. So, um, yeah, they were doing some serious fighting. And, um, how does this work? Oh my God. Why does that fold this way, but that fold this way? I'm so confused. Okay, so that goes like that, but they want that one to go that way, so that must mean 
I really just don't want to break this. That goes that way. What? Oh, that way? Oh my god, none of this makes any sense, guys. So confused, so lost right now. Don't know what I'm doing. How the hell do they want me to do that? Okay. Okay, well, I'm just gonna do my best to do the things that I need to do. Okay, I think this just goes like this somehow. It goes there. Okay, is this some kind of, okay. All right, um, I think this is like the front step or something. And it's kind of got to go same distance as this. Okay, I'm going to pause this for a second. Holy golly, golly, golly. Okay, that might be the hardest I've ever wrestled with cardboard. I am sweating right now. Um, that particular piece where it wanted to go in, it can go in. It's just that every single other piece I'd already put in basically stops it from doing that. So when I was trying to put all the pieces in, like everything was just popping out. And I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, and uh, that was really stressful. And I'm glad you didn't hear that because it was just a lot of swearing and grunting. Um, not great audio, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we're back. And we're talking about troglodytes. So on the interwebs on, I think it might have been Reddit or I don't know where I found it, but there was these really cool um, other ideas for troglodytes, you know, like using the idea of like a juggernaut or using the idea of like basically a troglodyte boss. So I kind of took what they'd uh, had there as, as a starter and sort of built my own like little um, tips and tricks and put them on there. Um, and it was awesome. It worked really well. Um, later in the Saltmarsh Adventure, they're going to come up against another juggernaut. Um, and it was actually kind of nice to have the idea of a juggernaut already exist um, before it needed to. So that they kind of know what that might know, look like in the future. So, um, yeah, so it was really cool, uh, worked really well, and it was a massive fight. Like, people went down, people got popped back up. Um, the cleric recently switched from being, like, forged um, to being a Tempest cleric. And he said after with the session he felt way more useful, like he was dealing damage and he was actually able to, like, keep his friends alive. And he just felt like he had a lot more to offer in that fight. And that's perfect. Like, that's where I wanted him to be. That's why we um, decided to switch his religion and, you know, change some things around in their character. I just, you know, I don't think that anybody who's not enjoying their character should be stuck with it just because it hasn't died, you know. It seems like a dumb reason, so... Um, 
Yeah, so it was nice that he kind of came back and had that moment where he was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I felt useful and I felt like it was a fun session and stuff. So, yay, success, you know. Um, yeah, so it was really cool. Um, and then after the fight was over, they decided to take a short rest, which great and fine and hunky-dory. Only one of them did not, um, the old Tempest cleric. He did not take a short rest. And he decided to go wandering into a section of the cave that they had left unexplored. Mm. Swig of beer, appropriately. I'm drinking Corona. Uh, and of course, what happens when you go explore sections of caves that aren't explored yet? Yep, you guessed it. You get more monsters. Um, so they quickly realized that there was uh, a whole bunch of spider swarms down there and they were like oh spider swarms not a big deal right um and the spider swarms ha are all attached to all of this webbing and they're crawling all over the webbing in a very panicked way and anybody who knows about spiders would know about web sense and as the web sense kind of triggered and activated um yeah mummy and daddy spider come to uh, see what's going on yeah, so that was fun for me, I guess. Maybe not for them, <laughs> as they had to fight another couple of spiders before they'd even really finished their short rest. And um, yeah, it was chaos and it was great. It was a really good time. And then they they were like, okay, we got to get out of this cavern. But that's when the session ended. Um, um, so... Uh, we were out of time. Our sessions finished at 10.30 at night and I was like, nope, session end. That's it. Uh, go home. Have everybody have a great time. Um, we did our usual end of session wrap up where I get them to give me a word that sums up the session for them. Um, I haven't got their words sitting in front of me because I don't have their notes sitting in front of me. I'm doing this all by memory. But, um, but yeah, they were pretty funny as usual. Um, and then the next session... Um, we um, started down there, uh, you know, kind of after we did the whole, hey, how was everybody's week and how's everybody feeling and anything I need to know or any changes or any blah, blah, blah um, before we start. Nope, nope, cool. Okay, we're off. We're running. And uh, what's that noise? that you can hear. It sounds like that, it's getting louder. And they're all like, oh God. And they start like prepping for what might be happening and stuff, um, which was fun. There's, oh, okay. There's a letter here in my hand and they made me get out the letter in my hand. Only there is no indication where this letter goes really. It just hasn't arrow just kind of vaguely pointing. Is it supposed to go like here? I don't bloody know. Okay, it's going there. Uh, I don't know where that goes. It's just kind of got a vague arrow. I need a photo. Like, why is it? Anyway, um, I'm on step three. We're winning. And um, there was a minecart coming down towards them. Of course it was. It has to be. Someone had to use it. They didn't. So I'll get someone else to. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it's basically a young kid had hopped in the cart hearing noises. He was exploring the top of the mine and he knows how to use the cart. So he kind of hopped in the cart and he came all the way down and he saw them and he was like, oh, hello, how are you? He actually wiped a couple of them out, which was pretty funny because uh, they didn't roll deck saves high enough as this cart came barreling down towards them. Um, I like to do fun things like that to my players. It's It's fun for me. I'm not sure if it's fun for them. I mean, it was pretty funny in the moment, but um, I think I laughed more than they did. Um, and um, once he'd wiped them out and was like, oh, so sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, would you like to go back up? And they were like, yes, we're going to walk up there. And he was like, walking? <laughs> Amateur hour. Uh, and he um, starts winding the car. Now, the reason I'm telling you this story is because Jules has no idea how you would get a mine cart from the bottom of a mine to the top of the mine with some kind of clever use. Um, but the dwarves probably figured it out. The dwarves that run this mine probably figured something out. Um, and so I decided I would improv something, <laughs> which is where my brain always goes crazy. And so I just said that you could hear like a, a clunk, 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 clunk of some mechanical something or other as he pulled a switch and attached something underneath the cart. And they were like, mm, okay. And then I was like, are you hopping in? And, and the rogue was like, no, nah, I think I um, walk in front of the cart. Like, not far in front of the cart, but I'm going to walk in front of the cart. I can't see this thing going very fast. So, um, but I'd already kind of decided what it was going to be, right, in my head. And I'm like, okay. The kid says to you, uh, jolly, gully mister, you know, um, there's not a lot of room in that tunnel. It might be kind of problematic if you walk. And he was like, nah, I'll be fine. And I was like, okay, well, I did give him a warning. Uh, so clunk, 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 clunk. And then after a few more clunks, there's a noise. And, uh, and shortly after that twang noise, they are propelled forward with the insane force as this cart just releases like crazy towards the surface um I don't know how I don't know how that mechanically works some kind of spring maybe some kind of ratchet tension um but the point of the matter is is that it happened it exists now in the world <laughs> that is technology that for some reason the dwarves have discovered for their minds and they rocketed forward and again the rogue had to roll a deck save to get the hell out of the way as he was walking in front of this thing and then uh, there wasn't a lot of room on the track so he had to dive out of the way as the car propelled towards him so that was pretty funny again for me um, not terribly for the rogue who'd had that happen to him twice now and then they get to the top and two of the characters, they very much role play like, oh, they've got like almost, you know, seasick or, um, you know, motion sickness from being propelled so quickly. They're kind of staggering out of the cart and they're um, sort of like, you know, heaving on the ground. Um, very happy to see the sunshine at the top of this thing. One of them, though, of course he did. He decides to role play as if like, uh, you know, again, 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 that was great fun. Let's do it again. And I was like, okay, this kid's going to go because he, he enjoys it. Um, it's fun for him. So he's like, all right. So he just turns the cart around and 
um, gets ready to go back down again, and the other players are like, nope, 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 <laughs> and they're all trying to gap it out of this thing. And of course, the rogue's like, oh no, are you serious? Because he's been sprinting upwards, right? And it's a it's a long track, so he's been sprinting. So I made him roll like a con save, con save to see how tired he was, and he rolled okay. So I was like, okay, cool. I think you are able to have a deck save to get out of the way. Like you, you're, you're physically able to get yourself out of the way. It's just whether you can do it fast enough now. Um, and he was like, oh my God. Okay. So he rolled um, a deck save with disadvantage, which is what I decided was fair after he'd been sprinting healthy leather up a hill. Um, Cause he did say he took no breaks and stuff. So um, yeah. Um, I'm putting the roof on now, guys. This is exciting. Um, and so with his um, save with disadvantage, he still managed to get out of the way, and he was cursing this damn cart as Valian, the, the Valian, the, the barbarian, um, kind of, like, charged back down again hooping and hollering and having a great time oh my god this tab does not want to go in of course it doesn't it's bending backwards please go in tab it's like one of the last ones come on you know you want to do it don't bend you can do it i believe in you faith aha gotcha um okay that's one piece of the roof it looks awesome god this looks awesome okay uh and um and then gets all the way to the bottom and then came all the way back up to the top again but that see that's what happens when players role play in in silly situations where you know you throw something dumb that you don't even know how it works and and they just run with it like that was a good 20 minutes of silliness while they played with a cart that I just sent down there because I was what I was originally trying to do is just give them a way of speed traveling back up to the top so they didn't have to kind of role play that whole thing. And yes, I know I could have just said we don't have to role play that whole thing, but sometimes it's fun to give them a way to speed travel, right? So that's what I was essentially trying to do. And it just turned into this crazy situation. So, you know, that's players for you. But yeah, it was a really fun session. I love these guys. And I love being able to play with them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm consider myself a very lucky DM. I've got, you know, several groups of really cool, cool people. Yeah. I haven't talked at all about my Tuesday game. But it's because I can't think about it right now. Cause Thursday was the, um, Oh, I mean the other way around Tuesday game. That was the Tuesday game. I can't think about the Thursday game cause it was ages ago. Oh yeah. I made them find a, a dead body in the last game too but that's like a whole nother session uh for me to talk about um because we're almost there okay how does this work i like stopped paying attention to the instructions and you should never stop paying attention to the instructions guys like what am i up to here um i i popped things out and i really shouldn't have <laughs> okay no 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 we're we're good we're good. We're back on track. Um, yeah, so so the, the games have been really fun. Um, I've also started another um, Curse of Stride. I know I just quit one, right? But um, I've started another one. And mainly because the 
the game shop, BD&D, that I love so much. Um, I was talking to Nikki about how I had to leave the game, basically, because, you know, the timing just wasn't really working anymore, and, and they kept sort of wanting to shift the game times around, and I, I, it just wasn't going to work for me not having a stable timetable to play. Um, but I was gutted because I've always wanted to play Curse of Strahd. I feel like it's my white whale and blah, 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 blah. And she was like, okay, Jules, you're never going to believe this, but we're starting a Curse of Strahd campaign next week. Uh, do you want to join it? There's definitely a space for you. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Uh, was this meant to be? I don't know. Um, because, you know, Nikki is great and the people she's playing with are incredible role players. And um, the timing worked. It was a completely different day. And... Um, different kind of setup, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's it, it all just kind of worked, and uh, so now I'm playing Curse of Strat again, I guess, um, which is awesome. I'm not not sad about that at all. Um, I'm actually playing the same character because I didn't have enough time to really do my homework again, and I'd only played like my Furbolg Druid for like two sessions, maybe so. It wasn't really enough time to get to know her and so I asked if I would be allowed to play the same character as I'd played before and they were like, we don't give a crap. So yeah, it was good. Um, especially when they found out I had some healing. It's always helpful when you're trying to sell people on whether you should have a character or not, you know. So yeah, so that's fun. Um, we're not playing the Monster House with this one, so they're not going through the Monster House. We're actually starting at level three. And we pretty much, um, uh, we were talking to the lady there of um, the place where we were from about doing some work for her. And we went out and had to talk to these like roaming um, troop of entertainers because they were starting to harass the villagers about wine. So we went out and talked to them and they were like, hey, we've also got a job for you if you're interested. Um, so we sent a note back to the lady and we were like, yeah, this kind of sounds like fun. We're going to go check this out they need some help and it sounds like a curse and you know yay hilarious and good times I'm sure it'll be fine I'm sure we'll definitely be able to get out because they they did a whole thing where it's like they told us some story about how they're the only ones that can come and go and we were like oh so if we join you we can just come and go like you do and they were like yeah um so at the moment I've got no reason to distrust that <laughs> um Jules knows that's probably not the case but Ember does not so that'll be fun to kind of role play that out and see how that goes. Um, okay, there's this little weird, it's like a, a 62A62. Have I done this wrong again? Oh my God, I've put the letters on the outside again, guys. Why do I keep doing this? Um, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're like there and we're in Barovia and we went, well, where do you go when you get to a new place? Of course, you go to a bar, don't you? You know, that's where you should go. Um, so we went to a tavern and we were like, hey, have you guys got anything to eat? And they were like, we have wine. And, and we were like, okay, yeah, that's cool but and all, but like, have you got anything to eat? And they were like, we have wine. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I think there's something about wine here. Um and then there was this nice guy that came to see us and he called himself um, Strad. Um, and it turns out like he must be in charge or something. Uh, Jules is saying this, knowing 
that she just met. Strad! Um, which is pretty cool. Um, but my character doesn't know. Uh, he seemed nice. He, he wouldn't let us pay for our drinks and he gave us back our money. Um, so he seems great. He did even ask us if we wanted to leave and we were like, nah, I think we'll, you know, have a look around and explore a bit first. Seems like a fun place to be. So let's, let's have a look. And he was like, okay. Uh, so I don't know if we just saw our last shot at escape just pass us by or anything but um I guess we'll find that out and maybe I'll tell you uh in the next podcast because I just finished my lodge oh my god that was such a mission what is this it's a recording of 40 minutes and I definitely was swearing a lot and saying um a lot in there because I was concentrating on this damn thing I still don't know where the ladder was supposed to go it didn't look like it had a slot it's just like knocking around in there I can hear it like just falling over and stuff so mm -mm. um not sure if I've done that wrong or something but it's actually really sick I love that the inside is actually quite detailed. It's got like floors and stairs and stuff. So if you took off a piece of the roof, it does actually look like there's floors and stairs and things. You could put like minis in there if you wanted to, if you wanted to take off the roof and paint it. But it, oh God, it looks so awesome. It looks like a crazy, I don't know, what is this? Like Scandinavian kind of, it's very high peaks. And I like the fact that it's like green and on the roof, but covered in snow. And then just like these really awesome, you know, cross-hatched timber panels and poles and doors and things. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, I'm really stoked with this. This is like, I would say this is like $30 well spent and 40 minutes well spent on a craft project. I'm really happy with this. I think this is gonna look awesome. I think my players are gonna be stoked. So there you go. Uh, this unboxing gets a five out of five gems. I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, I don't know what future Jules or past Jules has after this, but I guess I'll leave it up to them to close out the show. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> so that was a journey. Um, uh, I think that's a wrap, guys. Let, let's get out of here. This episode is well long enough. So I just want to say a big thanks to all of my gems that support me all the time. And you're all amazing. And please stop increasing your payments because um, I don't deserve it. Um, <laughs> but thank you to James, Jason, Barry, Liren, Ezekiel, KP, and Joey. Uh, you're all amazing folks out there. And I just appreciate you all. Um, and a big extra thanks to James and um, James, Jason and Joey. James, your name starts with a J. Could you change that? Because Jason and Joey called in and not you, James, but you know, whatever. Uh, you could call in too, James. Um, but um, yeah, Jason and Joey for call-ins and, and constant support and being awesome game friends. I look forward to seeing you in a couple of days, actually, and doing it all again. If you're enjoying listening to Jules from NZ, I don't know why you would after this rambly episode today, please give the show a review on the platform of your choice. It'll help. I know Spotify, you have to have listened to a couple of episodes using Spotify before the review on Spotify option comes up but it is possible so um and you can still find me floating around on Instagram and 
Twitter, Twitter as Jules Bergeser and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and everywhere else as Jules from NZ because Twitter, somebody else has my handle and I cannot get it back. Uh, so annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, and if you're local and you're in Wellington and you hear this before Sunday, there's another um, D&D game run by me down at BD&D, which I'm really looking forward to doing. Um, it's going to be a later one because the store's open till 7, so it's a 4.30 till uh, seven-ish game, I think. So, yeah, tickets still available as far as I know. Um, get in quick, and yeah, I might see you there. Um, and if you do happen to drop by BD and D, and you do see me there playing, um, say hi, wave, identify yourself. I love meeting people in real life of people I've interacted with on the internet. It's pretty cool. So, um, do um, you know, make yourself known. Um, I'd love to see. So, enohora, kakite ano. Aroha Nui. Mwah! And see you again soon. Bye!